Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a great show. Dr. Eric Lowe is going to be with me today. We're going to talk about stepping cattle up on feed when they come into the feed yard after they've been received. Um, just going to be a lot of fun. We're out at Bill Kowser's place today. Stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm here with a very special guest, Dr. Eric Lowe. And uh, Dr. Lowe and I uh, consult some similar feed yards together, but we've known each other for, for many years. And uh, he is a nutritionist with Midwest PMS, did his PhD at Kansas State University. Uh, spent some time in, in academia and has been a feedlot consultant now for a decade? Yeah, 16 years. 16 years. Time flies, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, when you start to think about someone that, that is out there in the trenches helping people feed cattle, um, this is one of my go-to references. And so to get uh, Dr. Lowe on the show is very special for me, and I uh, appreciate you being here. Well, thank you very much. Well, so we're going to talk about starting calves on feed, right? Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that, you know, we, we, we can't take for granted. And, and maybe we need to just back up and rethink why is it that we have to, why we don't just put them on finish ration and walk away. Yeah, um, when starting calves it, and in the feedlot nutrition business, this is a huge part of what we do and talk about just about every visit that we have at feed yards because it's it's so important it sets the it sets the the stage for how the cattle are going to perform what the health is going to be everything hinges on that first 30 days or 60 days thinking back of all of the researchers that have, have worked in this area yeah. there's some phenomenal work whether it's you know Hutchinson and Cole years ago even uh, Dr. Lofgreen did some receiving work I try to keep it really straightforward when at a feed yard so we the first think about you got to get the the room and ecosystem going again. You know that's like job number one yep. for, for to get the get the get the room and going. Control pH with the different the type of diet, how much we feed them, and the room and motility. Because if these calves have come from a long haul, you know their their bacteria in the room is just it's not it's not to the number, it's not to the to what it needs to be to ferment the ration that they're going to be fed. They got all this going, and then we're ready to feed the cattle. They're ready to grow, because in, in an indirect way, the rumen's got to be functioning, so the tissue of the cattle can be, you know, can grow normally. They can deposit fat. They can deposit lean, but it starts with just the building intake, which is yep. built off what the rumen's going to be doing. When the cattle first come in, especially for calves, um, I like to start with at a percent of body weight. 0.8, 1% of body weight, something pretty low intake right away. And then set intake goals as cattle get a week on feed, two weeks on feed, and so on, so that the people that are calling feed can kind of just steadily build intake on these cattle. Because if we have a have success of building intake early on, we're gonna have a nice cumulative large dry matter intake long term and have, you know, be able to maximize the, the total dietary energy consumption. And that that's what drives growth. Yep. Well, and I think that, you know, you make a good point. We're not only helping change the rumen bugs, 
we're helping build the 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 motility and the the rumen contractions and and a healthy rumen so that when we do get to that top ration they're ready to go yeah that's uh the, the kind of the fun part about talking about stepping cattle up on feet is is the the plan kind of a process and, and a plan in place have intake goals have have ration have set ration changes yep. and that's you know for me as a nutritionist i love the diet formulation part because then you can stage in the different feedstuffs that the, the transition from roughage to grain it's an art that the feedlot goes through but the science behind it it drives that that ration formulation it's excellent we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk about that transition and what dr Lowe does you're watching doc talk and we're sure glad you joined us Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Eric Lowe. He's a nutritionist, PhD nutritionist for Midwest PMS, which if you haven't heard of Midwest PMS, um, they're one of the largest feedlot consulting groups uh, in the United States. We, uh, at Production Animal Consultation, we do a lot of work with them in yards. Um, hard, to, hard to find better partners um, than, than Midwest PMS. And this is one of the leading nutritionists, Dr. Eric Lowe. Um, Eric, when we when we left, we were talking about you know why we're doing this. Now let's let's step back and say okay, we got six weight group six weight calves. They come in now as a nutritionist. Kind of walk me through what you would expect to happen from the day they get there until we get them to finish ration. Okay, first thing I usually talk about with feed yards is there are multiple ways that this can be done successfully. And and anybody that thinks that there's just one way to start calves. It just doesn't see there's there's just a lot of different processes that go on but there are some fundamental things that are better setting the calf up for success so get a, a pan of 600 pound steers that come in out of a sale barn and we'd bring them into the feed yard and for the first few days we're going to allow them some grass hay they're going to yep. get some loose hay in, in the bunk typically and we'll start them the first full day at the feed yard with uh say just 0.8% of their body weight on a dry matter basis of a starter ration. And from that point forward, by by the um, seven days, they might be at a one half percent of body weight. By day 10, they might be just about 2% of body weight. Just slowly progress intake to hit some of those intake So we're goals. talking like four and a half pounds on a six weight yeah. going up to 12 pounds but but over a 10 over a, to 15 day period. Right, yep, just a slow progression intake. And that's done for a couple of reasons. First is, the first day, only a third of the calves eat anyway. You know, the, yeah. the, the historical data from, from years ago with Hutchison and Cole show that, you know, thir a third of the calves come to the bunk the first day. Well, by a week, about 100% of the calves come to the bunk. So it takes a progression for them to, to come and eat. So some of it's that we don't, we, we want to make sure we don't let certain calves that are, that are wanting to come to eat overconsume, and just build intake on that pen of cattle. And those intake goals can be a little different than what I said, but that's, that's the plan. You have to have a plan. I like to, the, the feedlot to understand what, what we want to achieve over a certain time. The diet is critical in getting the calves to eat. It has to be appealing to calves. They, they would want to like the smell of it and attract them to the bunk. Yet the feedstuffs can 
vary greatly because there are some diets that might have a feed stuff that is higher than typical, but that feed yard does a wonderful job managing right. that feed stuff. So a silage. Silage is an example of a feed stuff that, that can be debated whether it should be in a receiving diet. I think back to what Dr. Pritchard would say about uh, in, in a situation with using silage. Well, a lot of the, lot of the acids, a lot of the, um, the volatile fatty acids that are in silage are in the rumen. So it, a small amount can work really well. Yep. So, so we're going to not only move up on, on, uh, the, the, uh, amount that's while we're on the one ration, right? Right. Then we're going to move off of that into incremental increases in concentrate and decreases in roughage until we get to that finish. Correct. Yes. So how long do you leave them on a one ration before you start to change to your second, third or fourth, uh, moving up? In a, I like to be able to stay on a, on a for a wean calf, just say a ball and calf that comes in, I like them to be on ration one for a month. So a starter ration, ration one, whatever you want to call it, the terminology you want to call it, the, the starter ration for a month. It, it does a lot of things. First, it, it allows the cattle to build intake. No changes, the dietary concentration stays the same, they're used to eating it. But that means that that formulation of the diet's got to be good because yep. there's got to be a palatable diet that they, that there's less likely to sort that they fully consume, and then after a month they move to the next ration. That can be sped up, but that's a typical process. They might be get to a revaccination point, but that's yep. some of that conversation is also important with the veterinarian involved, so we can have these things timed. Yep. So, it's, so everything's good for the cattle. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish going from ration one to ration four or finish. And then we'll talk about some acceleration projects that, that you've been a part of. Sure. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Eric Lowe. He's a nutritionist for Midwest PMS, covers feed yards all over the place and uh, is a great, great nutritionist. Let's Talk about, so as we left, all right, so the, the last segment, we put them on the one, the starter diet, which is going to be high in roughage, high in crude protein, natural protein, vitamins, minerals. It's our starter ration, receiving ration. And as Dr. Lowe mentioned, we're going to build intake from 0.8 up to what would be at the end. How much would you have them typically eating at the end of that 30 days? They'll be somewhere... On a percent of body weight, 2.6, maybe 3% of body weight. So so we're going to build that intake over time, getting up from 0.8 to 2.5 to 3%. And now we have a good, functioning, healthy rumen that has been prepared to make the next jumps in, in, in multiple rations. Uh, Dr. Lowe uses six to get to that finished ration. So now... Kind of walk us through how you're gonna move from from the the one ration to the to your finish ration. The so they're gonna go to ration two, at, you know, roughly 30 days on feed. And at that point, the number one thing we always talk about is maintain the similar level of dry matter intake the day you make that ration change. So you never make a ration change and an increase in dry matter intake. So yeah. you hold the dry matter intake the same as you move to the next ration you're going to give them an increase in energy 
so they're going to get kind of a you know they're going to get a caloric increase like they would be if you were to give them more dry matter of a lower energy ration so we do that and we'll probably move through rations in a calf maybe 10 days and so it's going to take you know 10 days on two 10 days on three 10 days on four and depending on the program and the plan and the days on feed for these calves we might hold them on one of those rations for a period of time so that we have, so that we don't feed the finished ration potentially longer than we want to and so for for example they might get to ration four which is a energy level that's in the you know 58 or a 60 mega health type ration and the roughage level could be from you know top most of my ration fours are going to be in a 15 or 16 percent roughage on a dry matter basis and a lot of that ration formulation is 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 um, comes back to some things that Dr. Arnie Fleck yep. had gone through when I was starting to get involved with consulting. He helped me a lot in, in understanding just the way these rations flow. And that was a good ration to hold cattle on. It, it's a lot of energy. They do very well, but it's safe for the ruminants to keep building intake on those lighter cattle. And so we'll move them up just, and, and we're not going to build a lot of intake from, you know, day, well, we will build intake, but we won't build intake as rapidly from day 30 to the point where we're sitting, you know, where the cattle are going to be on a ration four for a while. And then you move into a five and then, and then a six. So there is a progression intake the entire time, but at this point you're acclimating cattle to energy. Yep. So they're not hungry going to the next ration. We hold intake the same every time we make a ration change. Part of ration formulation as we move through these rations has a lot to do with making sure that we adapt cattle to the feedstuffs. So we might be increasing in haylage, for example, adapting them to a feedstuff that they, they might not like at a large inclusion level. So we just ease into certain feedstuffs or we start with a higher level of silage and move down on it as we, as we um, bring in more corn. Yep. Well, I think that it's it's important for everybody to understand. I think some of the take homes was we're going to build some intake, but we're really adjusting them to new energy levels. We don't offer more the day we make the switch, and and it's also an opportunity to bring some of those feedstuffs in uh, while backing down some of the things that that maybe are more appealing and uh, getting them on those finish finished rations. Pretty good in a nutshell. Yeah. It's great information, folks. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about maybe some of the things you can do to accelerate the process without causing room and disruption. You're watching Doc Talk, Dr. Dan with Dr. Eric Lowe. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Eric Lowe, who's a nutritionist for Midwest PMS, uh, is a nutritional company that uh, probably the largest nutritional company in the in the U.S. Uh, that for sure for for fed cattle and um, we're talking about stepping cattle up on feed we're talking about the transition diet we're talking about a healthy rumen and like everything else we do when we feed cattle we get impatient and if we can find something that can accelerate this process while maintaining rumen health and and maintaining uh, the longevity of the cattle and and uh, not having digestive upsets, we're gonna we're gonna use some of those tools, and you've been doing some of this, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. The, the 
I guess in in some of the stuff that we discussed, the number of rations that I have are going to be different than some of the other, you know, other nutritionists or other people may have fewer rations, may have, some may have more. You know, a lot of those things are can be kind of customized to the feedlot. But the the more rapid um, transition or adaptation of cattle going from a starter ration to a finished ration. Um, that, that can be sped up. And like you said, you get impatient, you want to, want to get cattle up on a higher plane of energy, get the growth going, get tissue uh, um, accretion happening so that, that we get the rate of gain, the feed conversion that are critical for, for the profitability and the, and the, and the growth of cattle. Um, there are programs that are a, a two ration system. So it's a very efficient system where the feed trucks are always full of ration. You're not making a small batches, which is critical for just the, the logistical efficiency at a feed yard. Um, in, in the group of feedlots I work with, not many do that, but we right. have worked with that in situations. And I know some there that happens within the industry quite a bit. In that case, you have a, you have a starter ration and you have a finished ration and you, everybody is on the starter ration. And then there's a ratio of starter to finish ration as they progress to 100% finish ration. And that's done to, you know, different, in different ways and different percentages. The idea is just to slowly change cattle from low energy to high energy, high roughage to low roughage ration. Yep. And, it, and with under the right management, works really well. There are products that, that we've been using in certain feed yards, Lactopro, using Lactopro where we get cattle on, on, a, on a starter ration. And then, and, and especially for yearlings, but that right as soon as we process them, they're gonna get a dose of Lactopro and we will move them right up to a much higher energy ration. So we minimize the number of rations at those feed yards and get them up on a higher plane of, of energy so with, quickly. So with that, when you, we give them the Lactopro, um, we have the ability to shorten the amount of time they're on the first ration mm -hmm. and then maybe not use all six right. rations getting to the top. Maybe you do a, a one, three, five, six, whatever, yeah. I, you know, but that's kind of the point. Exactly the point. Yeah. Okay. And then that not only aids in the energy used in the mill, but the amount of uh, diesel used in the feed yard yeah. and, and, and the amount of time, right? Yes. Yep, absolutely. And right now, okay, you know, in the current situation, you know, hay is tight, hay is expensive. We actually have the ability to use just a bit less roughage in those feed yards, which is which is economically helpful yep. and logistically helpful. Yep. Any uh, any final words or any final thoughts about just general philosophy of stepping calves up? Slow, being slow to build intake, being patient with cattle that the calves are still that are looking hungry, that are that are interested in coming to the bunk is really important. Just have patience and know that those calves are going to trust you. Because there's one cattle feeder in Iowa that said that calves got to trust you. Once they start trusting you, they they know they're going to be fed. They know gonna, there will be water, and just keep being on the same time proper you know, ration loading, ration mixing, all that stuff, and timeliness of doing things, and just let the calves know that they can trust that you're going to take care of them. Well, I really appreciate taking the time to be on the show today. Just a wealth of information here with Dr. Eric Lowe. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, if you want to find us on the web, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. 
always work with your local veterinarian and nutritionist. Uh, with Dr. Eric Lowe, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson from Bill Cowser's place here outside of Nevada, Iowa, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Stressors that trigger bovine respiratory disease are all around. So when you spot BRD in your herd, turn to Suprevo, the fast that lasts. Suprevo is rapidly absorbed in as little as 45 minutes and lasts up to 28 days. Because in the race against BRD, you need to win. Ready, set, Suprevo. In case of human injection, seek immediate medical advice for use in beef and non-lactating dairy cattle only. For prescribing information, talk to your veterinarian or visit Suprevo.com. Valley Vet Supply sees the hard work and effort of you and your animals to achieve your goal of being a champion. And we're here to help along the way. To the cowboys and cowgirls, to the dreamers, we see you.